Hey, guess what? What? I want to. I want to take you somewhere. Do you want to go with me? <gasps> take, take me. Okay. Away. I'll, I'll take you. Let's go. Thinking. I think so. The Take Me Away one. Cowboy. That one? No. That's not country. No. Cowboy Take oh, Me Away. Oh, I love that song. Thank God. I fucking love the early Dixie Chicks. That's all I have. The it's, Chicks. Chick, I can't, I'm not okay with that. I get it. I do too. I get it. But still. But I can't call them the Chicks. It's just... The adjective... I need a. I need an adjective. Yeah. No, I know. It's like the band The... The the, or the the, or whatever what? you go by. Mm-hmm. Wow. They really hated their audience. <laughs> That's all I can think. I was going to make a joke about an article, but... Or the ch ch You know that band? No. It's three exclamation points. That's their fucking name. The ch ch That's how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce three exclamation points. Explanation? Well, <laughs> I'd love any excuse to make mouth sounds... Which there's a word for that I don't have the syllables. You can be their fan. I refuse. <laughs> On name alone, I I reject you. Try Googling that. Uh, so anyway. Where are we going? For vacation? Yeah. Um... I'm going to take you on a dream solo trip that I've had for a really long time. We, you know we both have all of our dream trips. That's where this... That's where this whole podcast came from. This is one of them, but it's the one that is kind of duly inspired by a book I'm reading right now that I'm very involved in, and also just the the rapid approach of the fall semester, which I am highly anxious about. Aww. Just going, being back in a classroom for the first time in 15 plus years as like a middle-aged lady just so, feels so weird. It's a one-way ticket to overwhelm. I'm just fine. I'm fine. You're but then also so... now they're like, man, people won't get shot, so you gotta put your masks on. Ugh. So, that's that. But anyway. I just think you're so cool. I do. I think you're so cool. For Anyone's part? lucky to be in a room with you. I don't care if they were born in... I just in, need you to follow me around like my little hype man. I... But I, just, I want you to come in and just walk in the classroom ahead of me with confetti. I believe it so strongly. I would melt into the ground of embarrassment. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, I would never do that. I know you wouldn't, but it's just Instead like, of, even just the joke of it just gave me, like, a chill. It's like what I what I actually do, or I, like, have to keep contained so I don't call you out and make you feel flushy. Just have the little tattoo of you on my heart. Just like, oh, she's so excellent. It's okay. It's better here because nobody can see the blushiness. Yeah. <laughs> Very pink in general. <sighs> so you're going back. So, yes. So this is a good time of year to go to this place. And it's where I want to be most in the world right now. So we are going to Oxford, England. Oh, I'm so thrilled. And it's so fun because I feel like we're both in a very similar place right now. Yeah. Which is, I'd like to be quiet somewhere with books. Yes. Just like too many books, maybe. Um, and quiet. An ambitious level of... 
reading. Yes. And it, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't want to bring too many because I'm a slow reader and I always have, it's kind of like an eyes bigger than your stomach thing. Yeah, me too. I'm always like, I should bring 17 books. Yeah. You know, because who knows, maybe I'll be a faster reader in another country. It was my safety blanket for a long time that I would go, I think you remember in college, remember how I always had the heaviest bags because I always had to bring a number of books to babysit myself? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I also love that this is the first, we are now venturing international. I mean, we went to Canada. You took us there. But that is that's still on the the it's continent. It's still our continent. And I know that there there are some guests I want to bring in when we start going to specific international locations. But this really it is our first real venture across an ocean. A departure. I dig it. Good. Uh, sorry, the Atlantic. Sorry. Sorry. And I also think it's funny that we're we're doing very like. We're going to... White? Yeah. You could just say it. We're going real white places. We're going real white places. But we're all real white people, so... Uh, well, I Especially think... Especially me. I think the reason behind this also has a lot to do with the heat. Mm-hmm. It is It is hot. I don't have good experience knowing how to handle my body heat. Places that are... Closer to the equator. Mm-mm. And uh, historically temperate locations or even a little freezy, I got that. Me too. I'm going to look up what temperature it is there right now. I looked it up while I was writing, typing all this out. And granted, at whatever time I was typing it, it would have been the middle of the night there. But still, their high for that day was 55. Oh. And I just can't with that. That's just brisk. It's I know brisk. that a lot of people listening are that that is just too cold. And I disagree. And that's why I'm in charge. <laughs> that's why I'm calling the shots here. You want a scarf to be part of our lives. I don't ever want exposed arms. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, I don't do exposed arms. So it's it- 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. It's 59 degrees Fahrenheit at this Cardigan weather. And it's 10 p.m. there. So that's lovely. Is that I, right? I like that. No, it's 9 p.m. there. Tells you, listeners at home, a little inside knowledge on when we record. <laughs> do the math, Good baby. <laughs> ES- I think it's five hours behind. Yeah. I think that's correct. So this podcast is going to be full of words like ancient, <gasps> historical, oldest, uh, first. Uh, this is this place in the world is so fucking old. It's beyond my fathomability. This is Oxford is the oldest. Let's see. Let's get this exactly. It's the right. oldest place white people hang. Definitely. It is the original place for white privilege. <laughs> the seat of Sorry, white privilege? White male privilege. Oh it is God. where that blossomed <laughs> and spread like a fucking plague. I, I imagine the scent of this podcast today to be like cracked old leather mm. and vetiver. Just and a little mildew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just enough for me to have to take medicine. Could it be a bad cheese also? Just like a cheese that that to you some... You know one of these fucking old-ass scholars absolutely left a sandwich by accident under a shelf. Ugh. And it's still there. Ugh. And it's crusty. I just think there's probably a preference for a cheese that is only akin to foot 
there, and I, I, I gotta know. <laughs> so Oxford <laughs> is the oldest university in the English-speaking world. There's evidence of. I love this wordage. This is from a website, obviously. Uh, the, there's evidence of teaching as early as 1096, and I just, Ooh. I know I could research further, and I just want to know what the evidence was. Like, they found a chewed on pencil. It's like following the Holy Roman Empire. They found a, a textbook on papyrus. Ooh. Like, I don't know what the, like, what would be the evidence of that, but 1096 is when it's believed to have really started. It's the second oldest university in continuous operation in the whole world. So that's pretty incredible. Wow. And 1096 is a year that doesn't even sound like a thing to me. I can't put my mind around the 11th century. D- does that predate Holy uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I don't know. I, I'm thinking the only things I can think of that feel old in that way are like uh, things that medieval times would try to do a commercial for. Yes. Is this bordering? Wow, my... Weak history knowledge is really going to show up hard here. We t- you know, this came up last night and just you and me talking. Just how much history I believe both of us have been really interested in read and quote unquote learned. But it just goes right out of my brain. Yeah. I love it. I'm fascinated by it. It does not stick. I think this time period is the dawning of medieval, uh, medieval sort of times. Yeah. But the end, the conclusion of the, here. the Dark Ages. Okay, mm-hmm. medieval comes up. Yes, the word okay. exists okay. in my research. Oh, fantastic. So, so there you go. Now you know. Yeah. That's all you need to know. It's fucking old. And it's also education, which yes. is such a seminal part of the ethics of Hillary. It's true. It's a value. Of, it's a peak value of yours. Academia. Academia. I just, I like the, and this is like gothic, dark academia, which is like a very popular aesthetic right now, and I'm so here for it. Ooh. Yeah, I'll show you pictures of what, like, just like what um, Tumblr is posting about it, and like, wow, there's just like a lot. Gothic academia. I'm cutting this out. Because... No, I want it. Please. <laughs> With the voice. I want the voice. I'm not a big stander. That's the amount of vocal, vocal fry that makes people delete. Unsubscribe. Ah, ciao. Anyway. So, Oxford. we will be staying in two different hotels. I didn't really break this up into a day-by-day because, one, I was lazy and tired this week. And two, it feels like not really necessary because Oxford... The city is basically Oxford University. So visiting one is visiting the other. Oxford is made up of 39 colleges. Did you know that? I knew it was I a lot. I was clueless I to that I knew it fact. was a bunch. And I knew I knew the names of some. But I had no idea it was 39. And there are, it's not one location. It's not like a, a campus. The city of Oxford is the campus. All the buildings are spread out. Hillary, mm-hmm. is it like the College of... Arts or the College of Political... Yes. Okay, okay. And no, kind of. Um, but yeah, they, there's focuses. Like each so are, building each for the college most part, represents a focus rather than a separate institution altogether. Correct. Yes. Awesome. It's all under the umbrella of Oxford. Which is kind of like our college experience, except absolutely not. Remember how it was within the city, but like you could walk to the School of Public Health. Yes. Or a science annex was a. Annex was a totally separate building. Yes. 
Exactly. But better than that. Yes, because these buildings are fucking ancient and gorgeous oh. and old and gothic, and there are gargoyles, which I love. It's also the most, beyond Harvard, it's the most reputable university in, in the Western world. <laughs> Is that I mean, correct? Are, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, you've heard of the Rhodes Scholarship, right? Rhodes mm-hmm. Scholar. That's, that's Oxford. You get the Rhodes uh, Scholarship, you're going to Oxford, and that is, like, one of the most important international scholarships you can receive. Had I known, I might have tried harder. I'm going to apply next week. Just want to go? Yeah. <laughs> why the fuck not? Here's why not. It probably costs money to apply. Oh. I mean, I assume you have to apply. You know, have to pay to pay, apply to There's college. an R and an H in the word. You know what I mean? They're going to they're gonna charge scholar. you. The Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> Oh, lost it. Oh, no. This is what I was going to say. Hillary, you're, you're bringing us to a lot of real smart towns. You did the first, we we started in Boston together. That's true. I've, there's a collegiate <laughs> thing happening in me right now. And it makes sense because I'm back in school as of last year for the first time in a long time. I'm killing it. But also I'm reading a book called The Discovery of Wishes. <laughs> and it takes place almost entirely on the Oxford campus. It does? Yes. A huge chunk of it. And it is, I'm really enjoying that because it's like very autumnal. Like it's very fall. It's fall in the book. It's fall in my mind. It's fall in my heart at all times. <gasps> so just like the idea of fall in England in like an a super old academic environment just speaks to me right now. I also find that sort Sweaters. of all, all the aesthetics and the sensibilities that we've been informed of from a product like a Harry Potter are probably pulling way the fuck from this. And even more than we realize because Oxford is where they filmed some Harry Potter. Really? The library in Harry Potter is one of the libraries at Oxford. The, um, I was going to call it a mess hall, which is not what you would call (laughs) it in Harry Potter, but where they eat in Harry Potter, that whole, that giant ass room, that's in Oxford. Wow. So... You get that minus, aesthetic is this aesthetic. Minus the floating candles. So <sighs> I mean, I haven't been. So maybe they true. have those. I don't know. They may have figured out magic at this point. You may have. Your book suggests. My book absolutely suggests. <laughs> and man, I wish anything was real. <laughs> Oxford is real and we're going. It's true. Um, we're going to be spending like a mixed time. It's going to be a jump between... Oxford, the university, which includes incredible museums, incredible libraries, (sighs) and obviously the history of all those things. But then also the town, the city of Oxford is really interesting. It has like some crazy old pubs with a lot of history, like the pub that J.R.R. Tolkien and uh, C.S. Lewis used to fucking just drink and hang out in. Um... It has great shopping, eclectic shopping, posh shopping. It has food of all different kinds. I, this is all very new information for me because i researching this. And I thought, okay, we'll just go see some really old books. And it'll yeah. smell good. And then we'll just, like, sit on the quad and watch the rowers. I don't know. <gasps> yeah. Like, that sounded nice. I'm like, oh, good grass and it's cool outside. Yes. That sounds wonderful. But, no, it has so much more than that to offer. And Ugh. I'm stoked about it. So I'm just going to go by... More by, um, like, place or genre it's, as opposed to day by day. Because no, that's great. I also feel like it really would requ- – we'd have to go a little bit more based on the weather 
and things, you know, because it's kind of rainy, as we Ooh. know, in mm. Britain. So I feel like rainier days would we have the out indoor activities, the museums, the libraries, and then on nice rich sunny stew. days we have like the botanic garden. We have yes, yeah. Want to eat something potatoey by a window? Yes, yeah, something hearty. Yes, that you have to roll and bland, <laughs> just bland and hearty, and a, a beer that is cake. <laughs> yes, Hillary, where in the UK is this just for my own? mental calculations here i will show you a because london is the florida location (laughs) of the uk (laughs) not the florida in content but definitely the florida in location i know london's southeast zoom out zoom out zoom in zoom in zoom in it is like a little northwest of london but kind of central actually so i don't see it zoom in or out if you need to oh great yeah i'm i'm uh, starting to enjoy understanding how other countries because a lot of the history makes sense according to the geography so it's quite close to london Mm -hmm. and let me oh my goodness even this picture is gorgeous it's It's so well maintained i'm gonna cry maybe yeah Yeah, i I think crying might happen i got a little emotional i had no idea this was happening okay walking you could make it how long how Drive so it's an hour nineteen from London. Driving, yeah, that's not bad at all. I'm checking the bus just in case. Yeah, the bus. There's even a shorter bus that's forty eight minutes because the UK. <laughs> wow. Oh, that is just bliss. It feels otherworldly. It transports me because yes. there's nothing in America like this. No. Period. Mm-mm. It, there can't be because America is younger than everything on this campus. As a concept, yeah, everything. Yeah, everything about America is younger. And we destroyed than everything this. that was before. So yeah, we have nothing. Yeah, because people could have people were hanging out there probably the same time that things were happening in the UK, but they weren't making that. So they were not making this. So let's see. So they deserved it. Oh God, I am joking. <laughs> So the thing that I was most excited about, the thing that really made me choose Oxford, aside from everything I already said, was the there's a, a library called the Bodleian oh. Library. It's Thanks for pronouncing it for me, because reading it, really, I worried I didn't have I'm it. I'm about 88% positive that's how it's pronounced. So <laughs> I, I watched a lot of videos, and everybody seemed to say Bodleian. And so that's what I'm going with. Feels Some, correct. Somebody out there is like, it's Baudelion. I don't care. It's not so... Sorry, Emory University. <laughs> that's not how it's going down. <laughs> I'm looking one thing up just to see if I've seen anything as old as this. Because I want to... I'm trying to place it in my mind compared to the things that I've seen. And I don't think I've ever seen anything this old. What are you looking up? I'm looking up the time I went to Europe. I'm just looking up the age. Okay. Yeah. I've only seen one thing that old and that made me cry. So In Germany? No. And where? Don't I don't me. want to tell you because I'm definitely, it's making me you. feel like I'm going to take you there. Okay, cool. Don't tell me. Okay. So the, the Bodleian Library is actually more of a library group. Kind of like Oxford is all of these colleges. Yes. It includes like research libraries. It has crazy old manuscripts and collections that are specific like there's you know the architecture or the archaeology and then there's the 
other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're talking things that were printed contemporary to Shakespeare. Yes. In there. Um, let's see. I have some examples. A little King James the first situation. There's a Gutenberg Bible. Wow. Which is hard to even imagine. It's not just dissolved, you know? I don't understand. <laughs> um, History, when you keep up with it, shockingly, yeah. it can hold up. The, the part of the library that was used for Harry Potter is the Duke Humphreys Library, which is the oldest section of the Bodily Inn. Um, to me, that's my ideal. If it's raining outside and we can't, like, scrawl out on the grass... I want to bring books there and just sit all day hearing the rain outside in this environment, just reading whatever Ugh. we feel like. Even maybe pulling stuff from the library and reading it, whatever we're allowed to. It is an actual functional working student library, so there's some stuff that visitors can't do. There's a lot of restrictions, which makes sense to me and I'm not mad about. But I also don't know exactly what all those restrictions are. You have, they also change because everything on the website is catering to the COVID thing, so... Trying to ignore COVID as an issue, um, there's still going to be restrictions on what we can do, touch, and see. Doesn't matter. There's plenty to look at and do. Wow. Um, so the library itself is over 400 years old, over 12 million books, and that's not including like manuscripts. So that puts it over like 13 million, something like that. So basically, when the Beast opened up the library in Beauty and the Beast, it doesn't have shit on this library. No, that would be like a wing. Half of a wing. Ugh. Depending. Schwing. <laughs> there are guided tours and self-tours with the little headsets, which I really love doing. Mm-hmm. I like a guided tour in this kind of environment because I know that the people that are leading you around are like fucking scholars and not just like... Some kid who needed a, There's a job. only one person that I would want to lead me around that library. Maggie Smith? No. Who? LeVar Burton. LeVar. I, in my brain, LeVar's infinite knowledge of books, holding LeVar's hand, walking through that library, and hearing all about all of the different things that I could read, touch, or see. The one what? and only time I was in his presence, I cried. So this would be like a mental breakdown. I'm happen. giving it to us. It's happening. Okay. It's our it's our imagination. Mm-hmm. We can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Where are the butterflies in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, there are four of the original Marta, Magna Carta scripts. They what? have that. Um, they have papyrus. Do you say papyrus or papyrus? I say papyrus. So do I. They have the papyrus scrolls that were buried at the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in AD 79. What? Like, this is really where you, I can't even, again, this How? is, I'm reading about these things in the book that I'm reading right now, and I'm just like, well, that doesn't, that's not, nowhere, and nowhere can have all of these things. It does. Enraptured. It, it has everything. It's basically a dedicated museum of the creation of western civilization yes in all its public published hundreds of years ago someone buried papyrus scrolls while mount vesuvius was exploding and everybody just got frozen in space for the rest of time (laughs) and this library is like oh yeah we got that the ashmolean museum also a part of this museum group is the oldest public museum in the world 
It was founded in 1683. Oh, what? Which, as we both know, was when something happened. It was uh, eight years before the damn devil Christopher Columbus sailed around. It was Remember exactly 1492? years before I was born. My God. <laughs> Markers on a timeline. Yeah, and um, the Ashmolean is specifically, that's an art and archaeology museum. Love um, to see that. I can show you pictures. Do you want to see? Uh-huh. This is what the Ashmolean looks like on the outside, which it looks, the Ashmolean Ooh. Museum looks kind of like the Met on the outside. It's very, the columns and whatnot. Not important, really, in the story that I'm telling, but it's just... Oh, no, I like it. And then they have very modern um, exhibits that come and go. A very British-looking child. Two British-looking children <laughs> with five heads. <laughs> Mean Andrea, stop laughing. <laughs> I was the one who said it. <laughs> My laughing really dials it up a notch. There's though. an exhibit there right now called it's like Japanese art and I saw. photography that looks rad. It's modern <gasps> mostly. Ooh. Or it's appeared to be. I also spent a lot of time in the gift shops online in all of these museums. <laughs> so am I gonna get that? I can't even pick the thing that I'd like to see the most, which is one of my favorite things right? about... And it's also why I did not give this any kind of timeline, because even in a make-believe scenario like we're living in at all times nowadays, I couldn't contemplate how long it would take to go through any of these spaces. Just my little limited amount of experience with places this big is New York, like we're talking about. And I spent an entire day at the Met Museum and barely covered two of the um, areas. So I don't think this is as big um, footprint-wise, I don't think. I haven't, I didn't look up the space, but it's interesting enough to where from, you know, museums are usually pretty limited in hours anyway. So if we're there from like opening to close, that's a full day of museum and we probably won't even touch all of it. And it's not even necessarily a goal to do every single thing. It's more like, I just want to do that until I don't want to anymore. True. And I want to give myself enough time to do it until I don't want to. And then when we don't want to anymore, we have lots of other options that will balance things out, including, may I see? Oh, yes. Oh, I was just going to oh. say, for example, in terms of how many things there are. Oh, yeah. Just clicking on one of the collections... I just organized the gallery by 100, and there are 4,573 objects to look through. That means the number of Seymours I would have to do is a higher number than I can even, like, I mean... I burned the retinas off my eyes researching this for just, like, three days, because it, wow. it was just a rabbit hole of information. Wow. I just kept digging and digging, and it was just more interesting, and Oxford is way, way more interesting than I even thought it was, and I already huh. thought it was going to be pretty cool. Um, I didn't even tell you about the hotels yet. <gasps> yeah. I picked two, just because I really like them both, and they're so different, and... Because one of them's a little bit more expensive, and it just seemed like something that we would only want to do for one or max on two nights. What does money spend like there? Um, I would guess it's costly. Most of the, like, Oxford, the university things, the museums, all that, most of it's free or very cheap. Kind of like New York. Magic. I'm going to always bring up New York, because I have, I mean, even in Paris, a lot of those were pretty cheap or free. Like, when it comes to the public things, the, mm -hmm. library, the libraries are free. You might pay like three to five pounds for a tour maybe 
or something like that. Um, the money that you would be spending would be just for going out, the food, the shopping, the hotel, everything, yes. everything that's on the grounds, which is the whole city again. But, you know, like anything in the university sphere is borderline free. Yes. Which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So we can make it as cheap or as expensive as we want. We can spend all of our money just staying in posh ass hotels because they have, they have several really nice Really? Yes, like really not, not, I mean, by really nice, I don't mean like Ritz-Carlton nice, because that's not necessary in this kind of a yeah. place, but just freestanding tubs and like just, just like a uh, little extra luxury without it being gaudy or too fucking crazy. You know, that makes sense to me because the students that I imagine to be privileged enough to be attendees at Oxford, not to undercut the merit of many individuals Mm -hmm. you know one of the people that i love a whole bunch did not come from that environment and and thrives in a competitive academic environment but i imagine there to be a lot of rich parents coming through to visit their kids that's exactly what i was thinking i'm like the people that would be coming to stay for a little while to visit would be the parents of these or traveling scholars who are also I don't yeah, they have to, like, set up somebody who's going to come and be a speaker, and that's going to be somebody high up Yes, in the academic sphere. And also in the academic sphere, there's not an obsession with a gaudy quality or an ostentation. Right. But they like things nice. But when Noam Chomsky's in town, you do not put him no. in days in. No. He, he'd like a freestanding tub. And he needs his tea delivered to him. He can't risk... Encountering the public. I've decided. Especially the public of an Oxford campus. Can you imagine being an academic figure and having the fanboys of someone who is a thought leader on campus? Pandemonium. Mm, I'm with you. Pandemonium on Oxford campus. It's probably so controlled. I would like... (laughs) I saw not the same, but the Green brothers, John Green and Hank Green, have... I would say moneyed liberal arts college audience background or better. Mm -hmm. And I saw them, I think, at Oxford at Emory. And people were so challenged to applaud. Their cheering was so like... It's very golfy. The golfiest. And these are people who are... I think they're enthusiastic. I think of them as... If PBS crossed over, never made it to MTV, but, like, made it to a different channel, Mm -hmm. there was no wooing. I was shaking the paradigm. I was like, yes! (laughs) Where was the face (laughs) Demystify mental health stigma! (laughs) It was at Oxford at Emory, and the way that people conducted themselves... The the conflict between wanting to show appreciation, they all had very neat, tidy shirts that they'd made. But when it came to celebrating in an auditorium, like just polite claps were the most they could muster. How how does that feel being on stage if that was the reaction you were getting? I mean, if you expected it, though, you're like, we're at Emory. (laughs) Okay, I'm a person that's been on stage a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I like to hear the audience. I feel that I've been reached. However, I have been shushed 
in a Broadway, an off-Broadway theater before, I was seeing one of our dear friends, my best friend since high Did you school. scream that in the person's face? Who is it? They're like, I fucking I, know him! He, he tried, I believe the family tried to get me kicked out of the auditorium. For, in off-Broadway? Mm-hmm. And it was review songs. It's like oldies. Yeah. Sung well by... It was Smokey Joe's Cafe. Uh-huh. And, I really wanted to see him do that. Oh, and he was the lead. It was amazing to see him do it. And I was overwhelmed with just pride. Mm-hmm. And also, I knew that he would never tell me to cheer less. He would never be embarrassed by that. Absolutely not. And would think that the other people needed to change. Every time I cheered, the the row ahead of me, and this is pre-pandemic, jumped out of their skin like I had induced. Were you the only one clapping? They were all clapping, but I was I was like doing- cheering. Yeah, I was just like woo. Yeah, which seems normal. I've been to even I've been to many Broadway shows, not as many as others, but I feel I felt like it was always very I mean we weren't seeing death of a salesman everything that I was going to there was cheering and enjoying and I'm not insulting white people as a concept in this in Would general you think they were out of in, towners in that this, have never experienced in this context all of the people on stage there were a couple white people but there's a lot of Black people, a lot of diversity in the cast, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the songs were being sung with soul. But the audience were white boomers. Oh my god. Who all wanted to watch things as if they were at home or at a country club. Or in a movie theater. Or in a movie theater. And live performance is not a movie theater. It's a dynamic exchange. So they wanted to lightly clap and then get more. So to hear somebody who was really engaged was very offensive. I'm sorry we're talking so much about New York audience, but it's important. I mean, at this point, you're just talking to me. Yeah. Because I'm going to be editing it. Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but also, I mean, there's a lot. uh, New York's going to always come up. And also, since it's one of those places that both of us have been, we can both get the references. And I'm like, this reminds me of this in New York. You know what I'm talking about. Also, many people have been to New York. It's sort of a... For a big city, yeah, it's people's idea of a big city. Absolutely. Like, yeah. all right, well... Even if they haven't been there, they've seen anything that we're talking about in a film. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable across the board. Well, I am going to try to button up in Oxford, and I'm going to try to imagine that I am one of the coats of Sherlock Holmes. I'm going to try to be a pattern. Uh, I'm going to try gonna... to turn into Argyle oh. as a pattern, oh, as a person. Ooh, you can be Argyle. I'm going to be Houndstooth, probably. Oh, good. Maybe. Houndstooth doesn't just, favor me. I'm just going to really need at least one cardigan, but like an old man cardigan, like a little too chunky and a little too long for my frame. I want one <laughs> of Mr. Weasley's old cardigans. Yes, with the little moth holes in yes, it. Yes, exactly. That is exactly what I want. Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> okay, so we have our aesthetic down. <laughs> I'm going to bring my chunkiest glasses. Oh. Biggest frames. It's going to be great. Um, I just, I'm not going to go into all, all of these museums are important and good and full of fucking crazy things that I'm dying to see. The, uh, Museum of Natural History has the only surviving soft tissue from a dodo bird, (gasps) including, it has a skull, it has a skull and a little hand, 
a little claw or whatever. Oh. And those you can you can actually it's just crazy. I've I love dodos. I obviously have never seen one. They've been gone for so long. Yeah. But there it's the only soft tissue anywhere in the world and it's here at the Museum of Natural History. My God. Um, and also the the oldest remains of a human burial found in the UK, which is something that I actually studied in class, and that's fucking rad. Wow. It's found in a cave somewhere in the UK. Nobody needs to know about all that. You can look it up. The high the history No, of I science. wanna know about all that. It's so yes. interesting. The history of science museum has How old is it, by the way, just because Which one? The oldest burial. Um Bob. Things I learned and passed a test on. <laughs> I didn't mean it like a quiz. I'm no, genuinely I'm just, curious. No, I don't. And as have I been over and over and over again. Because I read it two days ago and I still can't tell you. That's also, okay. things that involving year, years and numbers, like anything that has to do with the amount of time or, or size, my brain does not hold on. But you got the superlative, like it's the oldest. That's it's important. The oldest and I've heard of it. That's the right context. <laughs> Those are both things. I just have never heard of it. So I'm trying to... I'm trying to think of the world that belongs to it using other little pins I have in my brain. Mm-hmm. 33,000 years old. 33,000 years old? Mm-hmm. <gasps> and they we can see it? it? Yes, they have <gasps> the remains there. The remains themselves, the, It's what's important about this is it's the first in the UK found that was an obvious burial, not just... Somebody who died. They did it on purpose. They did it on purpose. It was left with, like, trinkets and, like, things that signify that it was some sort of somebody important, some, like, royalty or, like, a warrior or something. Very cool. Mammoth ivory bracelets. 33,000 years ago-ish, they had some great jewelry. (laughs) I was envious of the collections of jewels in uh, the Flintstones live-action film. So, not shocked. Other highlights from other museums. I'm just doing highlights because there's yes. just no time. <gasps> there's no time. There's no time to explain it. we got to get there. The History of Science Museum uh, has one of the original penicillin cultures. Wow. I think that's so rad. It is. It has like the little t- tube that has the little thing in it that saved all of our lives. It changed lives. the world. Yeah. It changed the that world. That made me able to live past the age of five. I want to see a Henrietta Lacks DNA. And they also have an Ein- like one of Einstein's... Uh, they have Einstein's blackboard, like something, and it just still has all his writing on it, which is just so, it's just so cool. It's not a recreation. It's like he touched that thing. That's iconic. I don't even have to be like a super, super fan of anybody or anything, but that's just history that you can be right next to. I think that's so fucking cool. Um, Christ Church is one of the colleges, mm-hmm, and it's that. most known for prime ministers came out of there. Um, 13. 13 prime ministers. Uh, Charles Dodgson, a.k.a. Lewis Carroll, came from there. Oh. He, he came, the whole of Alice in Wonderland came on this campus. Like, it was the dean's daughter, Alice, who Alice is based on. No way. Yes. Um, wow. Play, like, so there's a lot of things around the city that are kind of Alice-themed, so that's something that we and I would just absolutely clap onto. Delightful. Yes. Like, there's an Alice's, um, not Alice's restaurant, that is Guthrie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there it is. Um, Alice's Shop. And it's called Alice's Shop because it was a shop that existed at the time, at the same time period that 
Alice frequented, and it just got the nickname Alice's Shop because she went there, and now it's called that, and of course it has a very wonderlandy, dreamy interior, whatever. The aesthetic there's is a, there's Wonderland. A, um, yeah, there's a museum not part of the college called the Story Museum that's a children's museum that sounds like something out of our fantasy. <gasps> I'm gonna, I, I want us to go... We are going to stand out like sore thumbs. We'll be the only ones there without children. But it's this super interactive, like, story. Children, children's stories come to life oh. kind of a thing. Um, it's like, has the book-themed areas, like you're in Narnia, or like you're in um, <gasps> Wonderland, and then you, like, go through a oh. area, and then you're like, there's a wardrobe, and you go through the wardrobe, and you're in Narnia, and it's just... This is essentially my fantasy, and my as a kid, the the museum we loved the most was a strong museum in Rochester, which is a children's museum. Mm-hmm. Don't knock a children's museum for adults. No, there is plenty. There are plenty of offerings, even at that little. And this is very, very, and all, the kind of like child centric that we can get behind. The yeah, this is very enriching. Yes, and I wouldn't feel weird about being there without kids because it's also there are things that are that are interesting for adults too. There's still a lot of history and stuff. Well, even that one, even the one in Rochester, New York, had enough things that it was fascinating for adults one that's that richly themed yes whoa and then they do like active they have activities they have like they have the drag queen um what is it drag queen story time so it's just also very like (laughs) i love that welcome everybody yes yes everybody can come here we're all happy um let me read you this is from the website uh and this is kind of how you enter and go through it You begin your adventure in the portal, our information bureau for travelers between story worlds. Here, our friendly story guides will help you plan your journey through the fictional universe. Would you rather follow the White Rabbit into Wonderland, walk through the wardrobe into Narnia, or fly through frozen skies? (gasps) Would you like to hear ancient tales whispered from across the world? It's basically like a choose-your-own-adventure situation. So you go and you pick a route. And then you just follow that, and you can make decisions and go through different spaces. Well, this is much more thorough, too, because the Children's Museum... The Children's Museum, when I was a kid, was... You're in the 1800s. You could dress up like a prairie person and walk up to a a rotary phone. This has dress-up and stuff, too. It has dress-up things. It has coloring things. It has touch, smell, taste. The coolest thing when I was a kid was... It's known for all, it has all of the dolls dating back to as far as dolls were in America, which is fine if that's what you like. And interesting enough, when I was a kid, they had an area where you could be a news anchor and you could push a button and be in front of a meteorology wall. It was a green screen. Yes. But it was kid friendly. So you just pushed a button and then you were in front of it on the monitor. So, and it was all kid size, even the monitors. That alone was incredible because it felt like a world that was for you. This is beyond what... This is an Alice-level kind of adventure. It really is. I've just... I got, How much is it to go to something like that? It's like eight bucks. What? By that, I mean pounds. And so, I don't know what that means. And honestly, there's, there are things depending on... There are some things that are an extra amount... Like, there's, like, a little movie thing that they, like, do that also seems... We're doing it all. We're doing it all. But all of it is so reasonable. Like, way more reasonable than it should be, in my opinion. I can't stop shaking my head just with... 
with a... Yeah. Oh, I am stunned. Can you imagine going from a library, like, of the most ancient books in history, and then walking into this magic wonderland? I feel like I need to really put my imagination at a gym with this level of something that's available. It's the the kind of um, escapism that... I really aspire to. This level of escapism, it's everything. I can escape into anything. Do you know what's hilarious? As kids, I think, you know, in our 20s as kids, sorry kids, if you're that, (laughs) to condescend. In our 20s, I think we've thought of London this way. And now in our 30s, we're realizing, no, that was Oxford. Apparently. Yeah. So we want Oxford. And there's a lot of London I want, too. But, yeah, I was just so But this is, this is... All of the things that we like, like how we went to Milwaukee for museums, those are so the Coors Light of museums compared to what is available here. And this was just out of nowhere to me. This is left field. I did not expect most of this. Hillary. So, and just, I really like the just juxtapositions of all these different places being so walkable and being such different experiences. Yes. And to round it out, like, after a day of these kind of activities than going in, like going into a pub that's been around for hundreds of years. It's existed (laughs) there forever having a pint, you know, and then one of the hotels we're staying at, which is the one I'm most excited about is called Malmaison, which sounds fancy, but what it is, is it's a prison that was converted into a hotel. What? And it's, old as fuck. It was actually a prison until like 1996 or something like that. Um, But it's this is what it looks like the room. So it looks like a prison on the inside. What? But then the rooms by the way for those listening who cannot see what I'm holding up. It's the inside of prison where you can you know where people can like go, go between the cells and it has the metal like walkways and stairways and all that and, and that's just like the entrances to the rooms but it's not but this is what it looks like inside but it's not a deconstructed cement situation it's all ice white yeah they, it's kind of like a, a sci-fi movie from the 60s i may find a good picture but more arcane this is the bar which Ooh. you want to know what they serve yeah what is what are they gonna get what hey can- Remember that time we were obsessed with that reality show called The Circle? Wait. Who's our favorite girl? Chloe. What's her favorite drink? Shh. Get out of the... Get out of here. It's true. We're not. We're, drink, we're getting wasted on porn star martinis. They do not have a porn star martini. Here's the thing. It's fun for us right now. In Is- Oxford, we're drinking a porn star martini. I feel like Las Vegas in Masters... We're having it downstairs from our room. I feel like I'm giving a dissertation as Reno Nevada, the person. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love this. I, in looking this up, I wanted to make you one. Like, I'm like, I can't get the ingredients, but <gasps> we can't. There's a martini. martini. I thought they were going to have a drink named after Chloe. I was like, oh, my God, they're so contemporary. It basically is to me. It is. But that's, like, the number one drink over there. So <gasps> it's very popular at the moment. It's the hip, <gasps> cool thing. So a lot of places have it. But when I saw it on this menu, I'm like, how can this be more perfect for oh. us? Get wasted on porn star martinis. Then crawl back to our room, get room service, and fall asleep amongst, like, a cheese plate and mm. sticky toffee pudding. Oh. Can you 
<laughs> imagine. I do. I am. I dare to. I have to find you a picture of this. Because it used to be a prison, do we get a discount? Oh, no, it's more expensive. Oh. <laughs> boutique punishment. It is boutique. The panopticon. Oh, what does it say? Boutique. Better than better, better than, than your, your average prison. prison. They're very funny. It has a very funny website. Uh, is everyone going to be funny here? I don't think so. I think they're just people. Oh. Well... People. But the website is very punny and tongue-in-cheeky, which I enjoy, honestly. A wry wit in marketing? I'm borderline just... I'm obsessed with hotels that have bathtubs because it's so rare, at least in everything I've ever looked at ever. Oh, and yeah. First of all, look at this. This is a suite. So it doesn't look like a prison when you're in. Like, it does not look like a cell. It's not like I'm getting you on a mattress. There are everything. It's lush. Is it's rock and roll. It's leather, leather. It's and velvet. Ju- uh, gem tone curtains. <laughs> yes. A bottle of champagne. That's to go with your porn star martinis. A porn star martinis. And a clawfoot tub surrounded by candles. It's, it's chic. Mm-hmm. It's hip. It's that's Maybe those are just haunted. those are synonyms, but it's heart wrenching that people have at least the prison is disbanded. I wish that the current uh, criminal punishment system could be overhauled and turned into these things. Because mm-hmm. man, can you imagine in America we no longer needed quote unquote needed prisons, but, and we can just turn them all into spas. But especially in the U.S., where we have the most. The only thing that has more money going into it than the prison system here is the Chinese military and the American military. Those, The U.S. military and the Chinese military are the only things that have more funding than the prison system here. So can you imagine how huge that our prisons... so depressing. And so much of it privatized. Oh, disgusting. Oh, look at these suites. What if we... That's the fanciest suite. It's two stories. So they basically just turned a cell that was above another cell into a loft. (laughs) I love everything about it. I'm going to use this and dream of hopefulness that our culture can greatly change. (laughs) Because if the Britons, who really... Let's just be honest. Were on an island and decided to sail around and... Fuck everybody over. Yes. If they could turn their prison in 1996 into a chic boutique. Yes. Why can't we overhaul into bespoke situations <laughs> with uh, since we have crises where people could actually leave that place? <laughs> I'm a dreamer. Let me dream. <gasps> Ooh. And I bet there's somebody in Oxford who can tell me about what the thinker Michelle Foucault would say about things like this. Right in. <laughs> to all our Oxford listeners. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> what do you think Michelle Foucault's take on my uh, horrid uh, dissection of what we can do with a very big problem is? So really that about sums it up. And there's just so much more also, obviously. There's always more. That's What's just... the other hotel you wanted to show me? Oh, right. The other hotel is obviously not that. It's called Head of the River, which I had Ooh. to look up. I, was, I just need to know. I'm like, why is it called Head of the River? I'm like, it's just because it's at the river. You know, the Thames goes by. So that's the River Thames, and there's another river that I can't remember. It's called the Head of the River, and it's real cute. Just exposed oh, brick. Oh. It's... 
Hold on, I'm gonna actually... Your, tr- your taste in our to-dos is just... I really love hotels, too. I just love them. I You're love so the excellent times. at selection. And it's, a, it's just, it feels like my my ideal of if I'm gonna stay in a quaint, those are air quotes, city in, in the UK, in England, I want it to be a little, a place above a pub. You know, that's what I want. That's what is, I want. That's what this is, and it's obvious. It's a little. It's classier. It's a little chicer. Yeah. Than just my imagination, which is, you know, just like to wooden. me, it's a flat. It's just a flat above a pub. <laughs> it's, I just yeah. They have the pub. It's the pub downstairs. Oh. And then, first of all, this is where it's right on the river. So there, if there's bridge right there, we can enjoy the pub. Oh. Have some supper. Enjoy. Those potato things that we don't indulge in here as often. Oh, I maybe we'll try my first Scotch egg. Oh. I've never had one. Very curious. This is also, while it seems a touch artisanal, mm-hmm. it's also old as fuck. So it's like, it's kind of the artisanal that seems like if it was here, I'd make fun of it for being like hipster and just like try hard. But there. It's just they're just like we just made we just made the beds more comfortable it feels, than it was in seventeen thirty six. It feels colloquial to me. Yeah, like where you're like, oh, this is this is a stationary. This is a part of the community. This isn't something where I imagine. Oh, there's one that's oh. That's it. That's the room I was gonna stay in with us. I love this one room that Harry picked. Yeah, it has a wall of uh, it's uh, the wallpaper is books, and then it has exposed brick, and it's just a simple room. It's nothing, you know. It's not a prison, but it's the perfect amount of room, and it's also what I imagine staying in the UK. Yeah, and just simple. It's right above the pub. It's good walking distance. There's a lot of shopping that I'm not going to talk to you about because you know what shopping is. <laughs> and there's nothing really of note that I think, you know, sets it above, but we are going to have a lot of fun shopping <gasps> oh. when we're not and, and reading hearths yeah. with fires hearths. lit and the food looks fantastic and people work and play in this area. It looks like there's just a great atmosphere so i am so oh hillary you've outdone yourself i'm so excited what a what a thrill thank you that's my name thrillery thrillery don't wear it out that sounds like a good halloween name halloween name thank halloween you. Name. with a character thrillery mm-hmm. you have it's already prescribed it has to be adjacent it's thriller adjacent thrillery thrillery is yeah, good you're absolutely right um, so that's Oxford. We have everything. We have academia. We have history. We have modern modernity. We have <laughs> children's books. We have shopping. There's there's nightlife here. They have like apparently like East Oxford has specifically a really good night scene. Um, so if we felt like being a little more out and about, we could do that. But if we wanted to be in and how walkable is it? Very walkable. Oh. Everything's very walkable. <sighs> a dream within a dream. It really is. So that's, that's our future, honey. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> and if you have been to Oxford, we're migrating into territory that is all hypothetical to us now. We love your stories from visiting Oxford or any other places that you would like us to go, we would 
be just chuffed to bits for you to... (laughs) Don't insult them right to their face. (laughs) To to hear any of uh, those things. So just go to wherever.land or find us on any of the places you find podcasts, wherever.land podcast on Instagram. Or you can email us at wherever.landpodcast at gmail.com. Come, come. <laughs> so thanks and uh, cheers to you. Cheers. I like that. Yeah. Clink. Clink. Bye. Bye.